All right. Hey guys, welcome to the uh, Ono oh with Milo podcast. Uh, it is on a very somber note, uh, I would suggest, because uh, we're in the middle of a very nauseating pandemic. But, um, you know, we're trying to keep the best of it. We're trying to keep our head high. And, um, but anyway, to move off to that topic, today we're going to be, uh, you know, having a conversation with. Uh, uh, our good friend Justin, and uh, he's all, he's all, he's been on the podcast before. Stay tuned, and this is the Ono Podcast. Again, like I said before, welcome to. The Ono oh My Loan Podcast. Unfortunately, on a very somber note, but you know it's been three weeks, so we just said fuck it, let's create one. So uh, let's do it. Justin, how's it going, man? I'm pretty good, man. How you doing, Milo? Ah, uh, you know, like I said before, it's it's uh, stressful, it's nauseating, but you know we're trying to do the best of it. We're recording on Discord, by the way, guys. So it's you know we're we're doing what we can in this um in this quarantine. Yeah, we're, uh, we're social distancing by doing everything on Discord. Yes, indeed. Um, so b- during this whole pandemic, a lot of things has happened. A lot of things have, you know, occurred that, yeah, you know, it, it's kind of iffy, but uh, the same, oh, shit. We'll keep on keeping on. I don't know how, you know, I've, we'll be, we've been dealing with a lot of uh, issues at home, mostly because it's been going really relaxed at home, but it's also with the food and also. So how is it on your guys' end? Uh, so on our end, it hasn't really been much of an issue other than my mom works in tourism, right? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm starting a business too, and this business is very reliant on ports being open, on uh, travel especially, uh, because I, I ship stif- stuff in from a different country. I import stuff into Aruba, right? And yeah. because uh, And the way we do this is we bring our stuff in through planes. And the issue is that no planes want to fly right now, which is a, a, a pretty big issue. And uh, the main problem with that is, is that Aruba does, like, we don't grow anything. We don't make anything here. So everything that we have has to be imported. It's very, very important that our ports and our, uh, our uh, airports are always, always open so we can bring everything in. But that's kind of like the major issue. And it's, it's pretty much the main reason why we have this pandemic on the size that it is right now. Yeah. All because of... Because of travel and because of how interconnected the world is, that we now have an issue where a pandemic that is already super, uh, or a virus that is already super infectious can spread over the world really, really quickly. And yeah, the thing yeah. is that, uh, like the, the coronavirus in particular, right? So the, it's we call it the novel coronavirus because it's a it's a new type of virus that we haven't seen yet. We've had other coronaviruses or other uh, viruses from the corona family before, like SARS. Uh, SARS is also one that originated in uh, in China back in the early 2000s. Now the difference was that SARS was like way more, uh, way more. Way more, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was also really infectious, but the thing is that it didn't uh, it didn't really last very long. So what they found out was that it wasn't a very hardy virus. So the way that you would treat a virus like this is you we don't really have any antivirals for it, right? So we have antivirals that help with HIV. Which is another uh, um, uh, another type of vi- uh, another, basically another type of virus, uh, but it's not it's not it's not the same as tackling like some kind of bacterial infection where you can use antibiotics, right? 
So if you look at the earlier, the earlier, um, the early twentieth century, rather, yeah, um, you could kind of see how antibiotics kind of shifted everything because we suffered from bacterial infections for or bacterial pandemics for a long time, right? Like the plague, or the Black Plague, or the Black Death. There's a lot of different names for it. Basically, what killed what some would estimate as half of Europe was a, a type of bacteria that would be in the fleas on rats that were everywhere. And these rats were, uh, are believed to have come from the steppe. So basically yeah. where, the, the, uh, where the Mongols kind of ruled. Uh, that's kind yeah. of where they came from. And now, uh, but, now this uh, is the corona because I don't know much about the coronavirus. I just know it's very, uh, you know, it, it spreads easily. Is it, is it a bacteria? It's a, uh, well, it's, it's, it's a virus, right? So it's kind of like a, um, it's kind of like a piece of RNA. So yeah, yeah. somewhere it's, it's somewhere between living and not living. Like it's kind of like, you can think of a virus as something that's like the building blocks of life, but not completely there. Right. Yeah. So, um, they want to, they want to, uh, replicate and, and everything like that. And they have, they have to find a host body to survive and otherwise they won't really survive. Like the coronavirus itself, it survives in the air for, I believe two hours. Uh, it survives on certain uh, surfaces longer than others. So uh, on things like plastic and metal, things that aren't porous, it can survive, I believe they think it's up to three days on that surface. Up to three days. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. So in, in public spaces, yeah, in public spaces where you have like countertops that have like, you know, that plastic laminate coating, it's very yeah. important to disinfect that uh, as much as possible or any kind of metal railings that you get in like subways and places like that. It can survive on that for a long time, but on things like cardboard and paper, because it's a lot more porous, it doesn't survive there for a long time. Yeah, so it's not like uh, it, with the whole um, you know price mart situation that would that would be a really dangerous setting for the coronavirus, right? In in price mart. Yeah, so we have like a, a span yeah. of people just surging the store, so that would be like a really dangerous for the COVID nineteen situation, oh, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like 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 for various reasons, right? So the first one is that people are kind of packed together like sardines in that place. That's like not very good because the, the main <laughs> yeah. the main the main way that you can, the main way that you can contract it is by close contact uh, with people that have the virus. So it's yeah. like just 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 by them breathing in the same area, so you can contract the virus. This is one reason why it's so infectious. Uh, apart from it, apart from it being able to spread, uh, apparently two days before you can even show symptoms, and some people are even asymptomatic, but they're just carriers of it, right? So, yeah, they're uh, like uh, you, know, you see yeah. this. You see uh, this a lot with younger people that yeah, they don't yeah. get any symptoms, but they still carry the virus in them, and they're still infectious, so they could still infect other people. But apart yeah. from that, a place like a place like Price Mart, they're packed in like sardines. There's also a lot of surfaces where it can survive for a long time. So that's not very good. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a whole thing too with the whole, um, you know, where were they talking about like uh, all the imported people that came <clears throat> from other? Is it import or export? I don't. I think it's exported people that came from yeah, uh, other countries to right? Yeah, exactly. It's like um, well, the first two cases that we found right were people that well, one of them was somebody that was working at WEP. Uh, yeah. From uh, well, he, he, I believe he came from New York. And there's another guy that came in from, uh, I think, also a business. Uh, I could be wrong on this one, but I do know that he came from either Washington or New York, both of which have, like, the most cases in the U.S. Yeah, Washington it's the epicenter, basically. Yeah. Well, Washington, like, for, for, um, for the U.S., Washington and New York have the two most cases. I read a stat, too, that at about 25,000 cases in New York, it has 5% of the entire world population 
of uh, um, infected individuals, confirmed infected Holy individuals. Shit. Right? So, so it, it, it really tunes in, right? It really tunes into the whole... Because I, I don't believe in the whole spectrum of a biological weapon created by the government. But when no, you think about nonsense. it, <laughs> I, it's nonsense, I know. But when you think about it, you slowly ease into it. Because, you know, uh, as of right now, the U.S. is the number one in the whole planet with uh, infected cases. Even China is reduced yeah. to... Uh, per, like the percentages and you know, China is the most effect was the most affected country that was Italy. And then now it's the United States. So it, it, it kind of, you know, it, it, it hits you to a sense where it is a biological weapon, but then he's like, okay, now logically speaking, fuck no. <laughs> what are we yeah, talking about know, here? The, you know, the, the thing is like, I understand that conspiracies are really juicy, but this is uh, this is a uh, very, very unhelpful for a lot of different reasons. Right. Oh, yeah, so if is. you look at, if, if you look at China, right, that's where the disease is. Uh, that's where it started. So it would make sense that they would be the first to lock it down. One, because, uh, you know, there's like there's a, a finite amount of time that you can uh, that a virus will, that will spread for to where uh, to where it's, uh, you know, at, at epidemic or pandemic levels. There's a finite amount of time that it can do that for. Um, but uh, the thing is that they kind of like China kind of has this like vice grip on the freedom of their people. Uh, yeah. Uh, of, of, of their entire population. So it's actually really easy to, to do the things that we're trying to do now it's a lot easier to do it in China because they can just like lock stuff down like that. Uh, and it's also, and... it's also because they don't have uh, we talked about this uh, before. They don't have really have a social life in, in, in China. Like we do, we, we have a free culture that's based on, you know, social uh, engagements in China. It's way stricter in China. It's, you know, way um, the population is not as we are here in Aruba. Um, Apparently. Yeah, it's, the, the the culture the cultures is really different, and the the thing about China is too that because there's so many so many people, they're kind of all bunched up together. So like if some if one person has something, everybody's getting it, and especially where where this one originated from Wuhan, right? That's where the yeah. the original epicenter for the for the for <clears throat> uh, corona, the coronavirus was. Uh, it's a place where there's a lot of travel to and from, you know, and that's that's kind of the main issue with pandemics in our age because this was not an issue right back in like the uh back in the uh in the dark ages when we had to yeah, yeah like 1920s yeah 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 you know it, like if, if something spread uh or, or, or it was actually a lot easier to catch something to spread the only thing is back then we didn't know what the issue was uh yeah. you know and uh but uh, now because there's so much travel and because it's a virus that is mostly harmless to mo it's harmless to most people right but it's yeah, like yeah. deathly to some people in particular, like there's some particular groups, like, um, you know, people that are, uh, that have preexisting conditions, you know, anything like diabetes, uh, you know, have fought cancer before, um, you know, have, uh, any, uh, or audio, um, uh, sorry, or, uh, immune issues, right? So yeah, they have, yeah. they have immune issues where they can't fight off a virus. Cause the only way that you can realistically treat this virus is by treating the symptoms. You can't, like remove you can't kill the virus within the body the body has to create antibodies to fight the virus that's the that's a a big issue with this because if it was a bacterial infection like i said before you could just hit somebody with antibiotics and uh, and and it would be done but with a virus like this all you can do is really treat the symptoms so that's why you have people on ventilators that's why you have people um uh, you have to um c control people's temperature and things like that yeah but you can essentially do nothing for them except for what yeah even if uh even if you can't find the symptoms, it's really hard to, to you know, test someone if he does 
if they do, do in fact have the the coronavirus, right? Because uh, in a lot of cases, even Aruba, like I, I see a lot of uh, people, you know, complaining to the government that no, but I feel this kind of way, you know, I feel this kind of way. Why can't I be tested? And then someone that's normal, like normal, no symptoms whatsoever, may have the coronavirus, and the other person that ha that has the symptoms ha does not. So like. It's really dangerous when you think about, you know, um, people that are carrying these that have no symptoms whatsoever. Yeah, because it's a um, like the, the biggest the biggest difference with I, the thing is a lot of people like to compare this coronavirus with the SARS coronavirus, and with good reason because you know they're both in the same family of viruses. They yeah. both came from essentially the same place, which is uh, uh, China markets. It is where is where a lot of this came from. Uh, and so people like to kind of compare it with that. Oh, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just switched okay, up like, good. boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, uh, people like to compare it to the SARS virus and, uh, you know, with good reason, because they're, they're very, very similar. But the biggest difference with uh, the SARS virus and, the, and our current novel coronavirus is that uh, with the SARS virus, you couldn't really infect people without showing symptoms which is a big, big, big difference, right? Because if somebody started showing symptoms, you could isolate them immediately. But now, because it, you can infect somebody without having uh, shown any symptoms whatsoever, like some people are just asymptomatic in general, and some people uh, uh, get symptoms later, but they can still transmit the disease up to two days before they start showing symptoms. Now, this makes it really difficult to isolate anybody that was in contact with them because they could have gone basically anywhere within those two days. Or the, um, even if they were showing no symptoms, they could have gone anywhere with while carrying this virus, and that's why that's why it's probably a lot more cases out there than what is being reported. Because one, it's difficult to get a lot of these tests. Like it's it's difficult to test the whole entire population because that's just simply that's simply unrealistic, right? So if you look like yeah. at a place like the U.S., three hundred million, three hundred thirty million people, or something like that, uh, you're gonna be able to test all of them that would be absolutely insane it would be uh, crazy but <laughs> a lot of them are carrying around the virus walking around and they have they probably have no idea whatever uh that uh, that they have it and then they come into contact with other people and then they might uh and you know the, just to give an idea of how infectious this disease is uh it's being reported that every each person that carries it will infect two to three oh, more shit. people yeah so so you can see how this can spread uh, it's uh, pretty uncontrollable, you know, like this virus is, uh, I think, essentially, we're pretty lucky that a virus disinfectious is not as deadly as it could have been, because then we would have like major, major, major issues. Uh, because we can't get a vaccine about a year from now, it's going to be very difficult to vaccine, uh, because that's just uh, when to get a vaccine like I, I see a lot of reports saying that yes you know we can get a vaccine in, in six months six months is uh, you're praying at that point it might be possible this might be the quickest turnaround to a vaccine of all time because it's an, it's affecting the entire world so you have a lot more people working on it but we could have had a vaccine of a uh some kind of a um, vaccine for our current coronavirus if we kept working on the one for SARS because they were working on one for SARS but SARS proved to not be a very hardy disease as some doctors put it because eventually it just kind of dissipated and went away and we didn't have an issue with it anymore even though it was a serious threat to the world but they isolated it pretty quickly even though it spread very quickly. in a matter of days it started to spread across the world to the point where it just reached the US like that yeah, so basically what they're saying is that one each person that can, that has the virus will spread it 
not can will spread it to two to three people. That's uh, how infectious this is. And uh, like the the common cold or the regular flu, the seasonal flu that we get every year, that is about one in one. So each person will infect one other person. That's kind of how it's like. Um, and so, but even then, like whenever whenever this flu season comes around, everybody knows because everybody's getting sick. Now imagine that, but two to three times more intense. Yeah, that's basically where we are. And it's also the fact that um, a lot of people in Aruba don't take it as seriously as it has to be, you know, because it's not like for nothing that the government states a quarantine. Um, and a lot of people in Aruba just don't take it as seriously as we, we have to take it, you know. Um, I see a lot of people on Facebook and a lot of people, because, yeah, I don't use Twitter anymore for obvious reasons. Um, we're not going to go into that. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. uh, but they kind of uh, complain about the people that go outside after the, the talk of the kid, after the curfew. But then in the day when they have no, you know, n- no, they don't have anything to do outside, they go outside. You know, uh, I get if you're wor- yeah. if you're a working person, you go outside. If you need to buy supplies, you go outside. If you wanna, you know, go for a run uh, within distance of people, you go outside. But I see a lot of people that go outside without the need to go outside, and I think that um, I, that that's kind of more dangerous than you know, it has to be. Basically, I think to be honest. <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, very, mu- very much so. It is definitely more dangerous than it needs to be. But you know, the thing is that. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why. I th- fundamentally, I think it's because we have never really experienced anything like this. Uh, you know, even though it's maybe not as deadly as uh, previous pandemics that we've had throughout human history, or even you know, if, e- even that we've had in our lifetime, right? So we've had uh, the so I've seen the swine flu. I've seen SARS. Well, you know, it's I, I was alive during SARS. I wasn't really paying yeah. attention because I I was four <laughs> or five or something like that. So, uh, you know, I wasn't really like paying attention to that. But Ebola, yeah, Ebola was a couple of years ago. Uh, you yeah. know, I think I believe the outbreak was around 2011, 2012, something like that. Um, and there was a major outbreak in 2014. That's when it eventually reached uh, the U.S. But the biggest, uh, like, if, even if you look at Ebola, Ebola is like a lot more deadly. But the, in, yeah, uh, yeah. The, 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 the way of infection makes it very, actually very difficult for more developed countries to, uh, to get a pandemic from it. Because it really only comes into contact with, uh, or really only, you get infected when you come into contact with the feces of somebody that was, uh, uh, that was infected. Uh, that's the biggest issue. So a place where you would have a good running uh, um, a plumbing system, like the U.S. or like uh, most of the developed countries, it would it wouldn't really be an issue, except for the people treating uh, those the people that are infected. But it's a lot more uh, devastating and deadly because the symptoms are actually really awful as well. Um, you know. So, but what we're living through now. You know, we've never really seen anything like this, right? So it's like it's yeah. it's beyond the global event at this point. Like this is on the reaction is essentially on par to if tomorrow aliens landed on the planet <laughs> yeah yeah definitely but it's like too uh with the whole um i i get i don't know what the fuck is wrong with today i just keep saying with the whole i don't know what the fuck <laughs> i think i'm don't worry uh, about it, man. i think i'm tired man i don't know why i haven't done i haven't done shit in like two weeks man i've been procrastinating <laughs> For the past two weeks, <laughs> I well, wanted this be... is a, this is a good time to procrastinate, man. <laughs> we don't uh, have any deadlines anymore. 
but it's like the perfect time to do a lot of things you want to focus on. But at the same time, you're on your bed. You have to stay, stay at home. And you're like, fuck, you know, yeah. fuck it. I just want to relax. My For, mind. Sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But, it, you know, like these are trying times, man. Like you, you, I, w- I would say to anybody listening to this right now, you don't actually have to like, I see, I see this on Twitter a lot, right? So the pandemic is not a writing retreat. And I absolutely agree with that. You don't have to take this time to create if you don't want to. Because uh, um, these are pretty stressful times and you don't have to put any extra unnecessary stress on yourself. If you really feel like doing it right, then you do it right. Like like these podcasts are podcasts are really easy, man. All you have to do is talk to somebody or even <laughs> exactly. just talk to yeah. yourself. So yeah. it's, it's really easy to do, you yeah, know, yeah. but uh, like if you if you don't feel if you feel like you don't want to create right now, don't feel pressure to do so just because you're at home and you have the free time to because then you'll just end up making something that's going to be subpar. And yeah, then, I, then you're and, really uh, not going to be happy with it. That's kind of uh, that's kind of understandable too. But at the same time, you know, if if you're a, a creative artist, you know, and and you like writing and and painting and all that, this is a a, a yeah. pretty beautiful moment for you to just look. W- most of us who are artists uh, tend to use our sadness and our pain and whatever we're going through as like a a, a tool so that we can do what we do, right? And um, I think absolutely, man. I think most artists who are uh, extroverted uh, take this are taking this moment really uh, good because Inscribe, they're creating the yeah. art. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm a I'm more of an introvert, right? I I consider myself an extroverted introvert because I can be social, but I it's weird for me. But at the same time, uh, um, whenever something happens, I tend to stay at home. But now I know that I, I'm right. not an introvert because I want to get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel yeah. it, man. Like these are like the the thing is uh, we're we're all kind of like locked in now, so you have like minimal options and stuff to do. Look, I'm lucky enough to have an Xbox in my room in my apartment. <laughs> I'm lucky enough to have eight guitars here that I can play, you know, till <laughs> till my fingers fall off. Because like this, I'm actually I'm taking this time to do a lot of uh, a lot of practicing and a lot of uh, music writing because uh, um, I didn't really have the chance to before, you know, because uh, a lot of work and. Uh, school and stuff like that but now that i have the time i can you know really apply it a little bit more learn a little bit more about music uh and stuff like that and it's actually been really beneficial to me yeah uh, but again like not everybody is gonna view it kind of the same way because i can t- i like the the biggest issue with me right now is that the gym is closed dude that's like that's like <laughs> hurtful I yeah. can't. Go, I can't go to kickboxing. I can't go into the gym and just work out. I have to do everything from home. Like I'm. I'm tired of shadow boxing, bro. Like I want to hit the bag, and I don't have a heavy bag shadow. at home. I can't spar with anybody because of social distancing yeah. either. No, yeah, social distancing is something that it's. It's kind of pissing everybody off because. Uh, um, yeah, man. But at the other point, I understand social distancing because at the time I had a conversation with my dad, I was like, no, but my friends all stay at home. You know, we're just going to the beach. It's not, it's, it's okay. But then I, I, I like, I looked at it from his side. I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> maybe he's right. We don't know who's got it or not. I could have it. I don't know. So like, we're, we're trying yeah. to not evade that shit. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. And the, 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 the social distancing part is actually really important for the spread of the virus. Right. Cause uh, if if you if you don't come in contact with somebody, then you can't you can't contract the virus. So that's why it's it's uh, actually really important. Um, but with that, it's going to be really interesting to see how the measures we're taking are going to affect coming generations, because we're going to get a lot of quarantennials. But the kids that are alive now, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that that term. I saw I saw it on Twitter. Uh, I really like that term. I don't remember where I saw it. I'm sorry. I, I'm not giving a, I'm giving the due credit to whoever came up with it. But thank you. Um, but uh, with uh, it's 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 gonna be interesting to see how it affects the kids that are growing up now, right? So, like my like my little cousin, she's 11 now, uh, gonna be turning 12 this year. So this is going to be, or sorry, she's turning 11 this year. So this is going to, it's going to be really interesting to see how she handles it, first of all. Uh, because maybe she might understand everything, but at 10 to, uh, to almost 11, you understand enough, right? To be able to see, like, that people are freaking out. And of course, she has access to the internet, too. So the information is kind of her face. But the only problem is, is that the only information she sees is the, uh, the uh, people on TikTok that are making yeah, yeah. memes about it? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. Like it's not like she's it's not like she's she's reading articles on on uh, on WHO about the virus and you know how it spreads and stuff like that. Like she's not getting yeah. that information, you know, which is actually an interesting uh, fall a foray into as well like how it affects everybody else. Because um, yeah. this is also I had I had this thought right. So this is also the first pandemic we've seen in the age of like real social oh, yeah. media use. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of uh, something really dangerous too because now that we have this Absolutely. pandemic, it's, yo, people are spreading so many lies, so many mal- misinformation, so many things that are making people panic and it's really to the point where we can't do anything about it without panicking as well. Because yeah, at this exactly. point, and- at this point, social media is making it seem as though this is a very deadly virus, which it isn't. It's very infectious. But oh shit! Wait, um, <laughs> it's very infectious. But it it it's not like the, the the only sad part of this is that it's affecting economies around the world, and that's not what they're yeah. what they're talking about. They're talking about oh, it's fucking killing people. It's fucking infecting everybody. But they're not talking about the economy and 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 how much shit is going on. They're not talking about that. Yeah, it, it kind of gives a distorted view, right? So, like, like now, now you see the real, the, now you see what social media really is, right? So, on one, in one way, it's a tool that can be used to reach a lot of people very, very quickly. History, so, and and that way, it's really important. You can actually, you can actually this now, which uh, wasn't, which wasn't possible during, uh, you know, like the Spanish flu, for instance, right after the, uh, uh, right after the. More right, but uh, can you hear me fine? By the way, I um, cut out for a second. Oh yeah, yeah. Just uh, the internet is a bit shitty, but don't worry, we, they can hear you fine. <laughs> I can hear you fine. Okay, no problem. Cool. Um, no, so um, you know, like it's it's a really good tool to be able to reach people because now you can actually like when the information is good, especially when it's coming from reputable sources, it can reach a lot of people. But the problem is these fucking facebook moms man like yeah. i'm so sick of it facebook moms you know yeah, it's yeah, like it's yeah. like, like yeah it's it's like, it's like basically the, sa- the it's the same uh wiring as uh, what created the anti-vax community it's now creating <laughs> like uh um it's not it's it's now creating like this wave of misinformation on the virus and you see yeah, like yeah. really really dumb shit all the time about it like uh you know like people say like there there was one thing going around that people said if you can hold your breath for 10 seconds you don't have the virus 
which is obviously <laughs> nonsense. Okay, wait, I, I kind of like, felt, I, I fell for that. <laughs> I kind of fell for fell that. For that? <laughs> I, I fell for no, that. But, no, but, but th- this is the problem too, right? So like, it's, it becomes really difficult to be able to discern what's real information and what isn't. And that's why I tell everybody, hey, look, the only, the only places you should be looking at information from is from world governments and, uh, or, um, uh, you know, like world leaders. Uh, that have that kind of information and uh, the different departments that handle that kind of stuff like the CDC, very important, and the WHO. You should not be looking at anything that wasn't signed by the WHO. If it's like fucking Brenda, the soccer (laughs) mom on Facebook, don't listen to her. She doesn't know anything. She's not a doctor. She's not a scientist. She doesn't know anything. God, that's the, that's the, and that, that becomes the worst thing, right? Because then you get these influential people, like even a lot of, uh, celebrity, celebrities tend to fall for it, right? Like they, they retweet or they share misinformation and then that reaches 2 million people like that very easily because we can all share it very, very easily. And that becomes the problem is like when you can share information that easily, it breaks down a lot of barriers but it also opens up it, it kind of opens you up to misinformation and it becomes very difficult to discern misinformation because not everybody is scientifically literate and that's not a knock on them it's just it's it's fine if you aren't but then you shouldn't be listening to karen talk about the coronavirus and how it's you know a plague from god or something because this is a this is a um yeah, yeah, because yeah. you see you see that a lot too, you know. It's like all the flat earthers <laughs> come out now and yeah. everything and all the the all the the, the conspiracy communities you know, like, uh, I, 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 I see a lot of conspiracy just, like, it's, this is uh, it's, way it's out so there. It's so weird. You it, know? Like, fuck that shit, honestly, because, one, you're scaring more people, and two, you are, yeah. you're making yourself look, like, ignorant. And that's why, uh, during these times, it's very important to stick with one uh, frame of mind, stick with, you know, take every information that you have with a grain of salt because you never know if it's true or not and you you got to have a, a like a really great mindset to get over this pandemic because if we don't yeah <laughs> you're going to be stuck in the mud you're going to you know what, what I told uh our guest here which he just joined um what's up dude I, I told him about like the whole npc thing um yeah. i don't know if, if you know about that just the npc is just like um you don't want to be anything you just want to be you know a human you want to just, just live exist. your life you just exist right? Yeah, yeah, you just want to exist, which is, I think, I to be honest, in my personal opinion, that, that's like a really bad mentality, you know, I, I get you live comfortably sometimes, but don't you want, like, to be remembered well, like, or to it, be It more, kind of depends, you know? right, because I, I think, like, not everybody really cares about that, like, a lot, I've, I've met a lot of people that are perfectly happy just being, you know, just being with their family, working their nine to five, mm-hmm. and then, you know, getting to go out for drinks every Friday, that's, and they're perfectly happy with that, and you know what, I think... Ultimately, everybody should just look for what makes them happy. Now, not everybody's going to be really driven to do certain things, and I think that's totally fine. It just, it, because uh, it, I think it, it takes exceptional people to be exceptional, and not everybody is exceptional. And maybe not everybody wants to hear that because everybody thinks they're special. But yeah, you know, yeah, by yeah. definition, not everybody is special. So. <laughs> but it's it, here in Aruba. It's also very known that um, a lot of a lot of people are. Uh, Okay, I don't want to call them. Um, what is that word again? Uh, ah, they 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 think they deserve everything, you know, um, which is not a good way to, of of living, you know. No, I mean, I I, I that like the, uh, a lot of people tend to call Rubens entitled, and I would have to agree with a lot of it because you know, like like they say, dushibida. We 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 live pretty easily on here, and uh, um, it's 
or at least it used to be very easy to kind of just go out and get a nine to five job and you know you come home you don't work on the weekends or that's what people want to do uh you know just she office job where they can have like their work husband or work wife and then come home to their family and that's about it and anything necessarily wrong with that uh if you want if that's what you want to do but if it's not making you happy then you have an issue no, you're you're yeah. definitely right. You're definitely right about that. It's it's just uh, that a lot of people here are not driven to, you know, the people that are driven are are called um you know, they're called maniacs or they're called uh you know, they're, they're called evil people like, driven to where they want to go. They have monopolies, okay, fine. But they are really driven and they have a mindset where they can, you know, if they have a business, why not have another business and 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 you know, extend their wealth to massive uh, proportions, <laughs> you could say. Yeah, I mean, that's always easy to say, but not all people can do that. Like, that's why if everybody could do it, everybody would. You know, yeah, yeah. There's, there's nobody that, that, does, that doesn't want to make money, but it's, it can be really difficult, right? And, you know, some people are just happy just w- with what they have. And I think that's a really beautiful mindset, too, because the problem with being driven is that you're also never never really satisfied. No, that's, that's, uh, that's true to an extent, because you can be driven and also have a sense of of satisfaction when you reach a certain amount so let's just put it like maybe uh for instance i'm driven to maybe make a million uh one, one day make maybe make two million maybe i want more right but then i reach to a point yeah. where where that million or maybe like that 10 million is is satisfaction enough i'll continue to work but that 10 million is a place of comfort but um right. you know in my opinion um a place of comfort is very dangerous as well because you're you're gonna be, uh, you know, comfortable living a certain way, you know, um, and then you can't get out of that bubble, you know, so that that's why, um, yeah, for sure, that's why it's 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 good to have a a certain mindset in these moments, you know, in these moments, um, for instance, people uh, schools are getting canceled or they're pu- being online, right? They're being put online, and now you see yeah. the benefits of having online study and like i'm a person that studied studied online uh, most of my information and, and knowledge i i can you know go on courses uh master classes and um different kind of uh informational s- sources but also um a lot of things that they teach you in college you can have all this knowledge on a course online or, or something like that and now they're seeing you know the mm-hmm. benefit of that which is which is kind of beautiful to be honest yeah. No, for sure. I mean, the thing is, this is going to change a lot of things. It's going to change how we do a lot of things. I think, first of all, like I, I heard somewhere today that uh, I think it was a Joe Rogan podcast uh, where they said that it's going to be like this is going to raise a, a generation of germaphobes just because, <laughs> of, uh, um, uh, just because of living through this. But it's also going to change a lot of what we do. You know, like we're going to probably take this a lot more seriously in the future because this could have been way worse than what it actually is. You know, and Definitely it's already bad. it's already pretty bad, you know, for a lot of places. But fundamentally, I think with this particular case, it's not the main issue is not really the virus per se, but it's our reaction to the virus. So a reaction. Uh, the, it's, uh... like, yeah, like like right right before all the lockdowns and shutdowns, the DOW dropped massively. Like it dropped a lot, a lot of points just because of the reaction to the virus, because, uh, you know, people saw that it was going to spread. And so people just started getting rid of stocks and selling off at, at high right before everything crashed. 
and now we have an issue now we have a, a major world economic issue because everything's kind of stopped so businesses aren't running a lot of businesses aren't running a lot of people got laid off a lot of people don't have any money right now because a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck because yeah, they have yeah. to because they have kids because they don't make that much money in their job they have to work two jobs whatever um you know a lot of people's income just finished completely two weeks ago two weeks ago is when the income just stopped you know yeah. and we're seeing this on aruba too because uh right now the u.s is entering into a recession because of this pretty much a forced recession like not a natural person where it comes in uh it comes in through years of just the economy slowing down for whatever reason this all came abruptly at one point and obviously aruba lives off of uh um, lives, lives off of uh, uh the u.s and uh you know a friend of mine joseph joseph he said uh, joseph Leclay, he yeah. said something that i thought was so true he said um when the u.s coughs aruba gets pneumonia <laughs> Yeah, that's which is so true because <laughs> a... uh, you know we 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 very we very much live off of them and one one of the biggest states uh, that uh, of people that visit Aruba, which is New York, is has, has like I said has five percent right now of all of all the world cases. Like that's pretty insane. Yeah, it's, that's the epicenter, so it's like worse right now. Yeah, exactly, and you know, and Italy is not doing very well at all because their infrastructure they definitely cannot handle this. And in particular, because Italy has the oldest population in all of Europe. Which is, which begs the question, right? What do we do with our revenue streams? Now that tourism has stopped completely, how do we become creative and think of different avenues of revenue for you know, this country? Right. Well, that becomes, a, that becomes kind of difficult, right? Because our infrastructure is basically built to raise people that are going to work in tourism-like jobs or just regular business jobs. But the thing is, we don't have a closed circuit economy. We have one that is very reliant on foreign monies coming in, right? So we don't have an economy that can run on its own. We very much rely on money coming in through tourism because we don't export anything. We don't really make anything. So it becomes difficult. Uh, the, 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 few things that we, the, the few things that we do have, right, is we have a lot that's a very high caliber human capital. We have a lot of very, very intelligent people uh, that can work various jobs. Uh, we just don't have anything. We don't. We just don't have anything on a national level to push that. One of the things that we, the, one of the things that a place like us can do is look into software development or things like that. Like if we really decide to focus on something like software development, uh, you know, just big apps here, and we um, tailored our laws and tailored our economy to focus on something like that, it's very useful. The only problem is that we don't have, a, like, that would also leave a large chunk of the population out because not everybody has software, not everybody can write code and stuff like that. So that becomes also a, a difficult thing to, to work on. But that's realistic. The few things that we can do doesn't really require an economy to scale. Because if you produce anything, you have to do it at scale to make any kind of money. Unless you're doing very, very high end things. But, that's not going to work because we don't grow anything here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do, we don't do much, basically. Into things and we don't have natural resources at all. So we can't, we can't really be, yeah, we, we, we can't really become a production economy. We're very much a service economy in service to tourism. And that's kind of what, that's kind of everything that our, our infrastructure is built around. It's built around tourism. And obviously this is an issue. Like I've been, I think I said this when I was about 13 or something that like, Hey, it's kind of weird that we only live on tourism. We should be as it happens.
Justin? <laughs> no, it could it could be devastating to us, and we're already kind of we're already seeing the effects, and hello, we're hello, only hello? about two to three weeks into this. Um, thing. yeah, somewhat, somewhat. Can you hear me, man? Just, oh, the hello? fucking internet keeps it keeps like yeah, it keeps yeah. I hear you kind of cutting out too. Yeah, for fuck's sake. One, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we're back. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It was just a whole fucking mess up with the system because our internet is shit here in Aruba and we don't have anything else to do while we go to the studio. So we can't really go to the studio. But, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, to round off what we were, uh, uh, you know, talking about the COVID 19 situation and how infectious it truly is and how it's going to affect the world, you know, at this point and at this rate, we don't know. Um, what's going to happen in a few months or maybe a few years but we do know that as of now we got uh, as of the recording i don't know if uh as of release we will have more cases but as of recording we have 28 cases uh six of them were found in a mental institution so uh yeah i don't know how far this will go it'll be interesting to see what what, what it's going to do yeah absolutely so uh Basically, two. One of the things that I wanted to mention is to, uh, before we close down the uh, informative one, because I can't uh, can't imagine how long, how much longer we got to, uh, you know, endure this quarantine. But regard, irregardless, this was a very informative podcast. You know, I, I uh, you know, I do my own research about the whole situation and about uh, COVID nineteen, but I didn't really know, you know, in depth because I, I uh, generally don't know much about viruses and and, and widespread situations. So, uh, really, this was a really, um, really informative podcast, to be honest. So, uh, thank you for that, Justin. Oh, you're welcome, man. There's just a couple things. Um, just make sure that we can give away uh, all the currently have. Uh, and pretty much what everybody. So one thing I will say that in this situation, it is actually really important to listen to what your local government says. Wherever you're listening to this from, uh, we should all respect the social distancing uh, uh, situation we have. I know it can kind of suck times to not be able to see see your friends. Uh, you know, to see uh, you know girlfriend, your boyfriend, uh, and stuff like that. It's really important has that can and absolutely will start to crash economies pretty soon because and very quickly too this is recession uh, where a lot of countries are going into recession now uh, it's not like anything we've ever really experienced before this is something where the economy is stopping like the whole world is currently hoping for this, which in a way I think is really because it's going to prepare us for anything in the future uh, that could happen because we are so lucky that it's not as deadly as other diseases have come. But we're not going to be like this uh, in the future. Things that uh, a, lot, a long time is a pandemic and particularly because we live in such an interconnected world that it um, it can spread very quickly as in it happened to, um, uh, to, to the novel coronavirus that we currently have. Like the, I believe it was December thirty first, where China officially that there was an outbreak of of um of the coronavirus that leads to the COVID uh, to to COVID nineteen, uh, which is the itself that you get uh, from the coronavirus. And uh, since then, that was uh, you know four months ago, not even four months ago, and the 
entire world is affected by it in various ways. Whether it's through, uh, you know, their healthcare system collapsing like it's happening in Italy, or whether it's through their economic system collapsing because of everything that's happening around it. This will economy for a while. It will affect smaller economies like Aruba for a long time. And that's something we seriously have to be prepared for. So it's very important that everybody does, that kind of does their part. So what you can do, first of all, is to learn to discern what is misinformation and what is the first virus that we've had uh, in an age where social media yeah, we're all level, which, you know, and, and like I said before, in, in one way, it's a blessing that we have to people very quickly. But in, on the other hand, you also have this problem where everybody has a voice. And if you say something that is maybe a little bit catchy, it's going to spread very quickly, whether or not it's true. And that can be very, very um, devastating to a uh, government's situation uh, because you have a lot of people that maybe are not taking it as seriously as they should, not doing what is required of them, which is you know, washing your hands all the time, distancing, staying home when you don't need to be going outside, seriously locking down. Things like that are incredibly important to do in a situation like this because that's really the only weapon that we have against it. We're not going to get a vaccine for a while, so do not have your hopes up. We're not going to get a vaccine for at least the earliest that we could possibly get it. Some estimate is about six months. That's the absolute earliest. And even then, there could be a lot of damage done. And you can, uh, you can imagine that. But realistically, it's probably going to take closer to a year. And that's the issue with this, too. Is that we don't have a cure. We don't have some kind of magic fix for this. Uh, it kind of is what it is right now, and this is all that we can really do is hard. So once again, listen to the people that know better. Correct information. Best that I, the best sources that I can give you is looking at what the CC says. The Center for WHO says, the WHO, or uh, the World Health Organization. Something is by the World Health Organization. Do not pay attention to it. I don't care. Then it's even worse. And really don't listen to them. Uh, but try and look at real sources. Uh, you can, if, if you want to, I would also highly recommend Dr. Mike on YouTube. He's very, very good with this kind of thing. His whole brand is basically just uh, a t um, kind of going through medical misinformation. Which, you know, we are in an age of fake news, whether uh, you like to laugh at it or not, uh, because certain people say it, this is, uh, it's absolutely true. And this is a time where we should be listening to each other, where we should be respecting each other, because this could affect anybody. Uh, you know, there's, it's not just something that affects older people, where they are the biggest, the most affected demographic, the most hospitalizations, the most deaths. Uh, but there are a lot of people that are absolutely healthy that uh, end up getting, uh, or that were absolutely healthy before getting the virus that are now devastated by it, where they're, they either uh, get uh, massive complications or they could even pass away. And this is the reality of it, is that we don't really know. This is a very odd virus and we don't know anything about it because it's very new. That's why they called it the novel coronavirus. It's something very, very new to us, whether it's the virus or the situation, it's not something before. And this is absolutely that really, really take this seriously so we can get this out of the way as quickly as possible. Because I think at this point, everybody wants to go back to their normal life. Yeah, definitely. It's, a very weird <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's
it's been crazy to be honest to see all the outrage and public outcry it's it's something that we've never seen before and, and even us we were little in in various ways maybe our parents saw this but we were really little when you know shit broke the fan even even with the the ivan like the hurricane ivan situation back then right i didn't go through that my parents did no my parents not my my brother did my family did and um you guys i think you guys went through it i don't know uh if you were in aruba at that time uh and you can see the amount of fucking public outcry and public uh social distancing is not something that we should take lightly at this point and for sure i don't know and also we gotta like like you said before we gotta really just listen to what the government says and whomever like spreads malinformation maybe like the you know the stupid ass voice notes that say oh yeah i got it from me very trusted source. Although <laughs> we got forty cases. <laughs> no, you, you you don't got forty cases. <laughs> You're just a uh, someone that thinks that they got forty cases or has been misinformed that you got forty cases. So we, you yeah, like that's uh, the biggest problem is misinformation. Yeah, Arugans gotta look like anything that goes from WhatsApp is very dangerous because most of the things that they share on Absolutely. WhatsApp. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they said you know, about you know, the whole the, thing. And... In, in, you know what's really funny about WhatsApp too is that WhatsApp is kind of responsible for the election of Bolsonaro in Brazil. And there was a, a, a there were massive misinformation campaigns built on WhatsApp uh, because it's, it's, the thing is it's difficult to fact check, man. A lot of people don't know how to fact check. A lot of people don't even think to fact check. That's, exactly. also, that's also an issue. Exactly. And it's also when you have people that think every single fucking conspiracy, but we're not going to go into that, but when, when you have people that think right. about conspiracy theories, it doesn't really give a change. Remember that the people that think about conspiracy theories and believe them are the same people that think we, as individuals that don't believe in conspiracy theories, are ignorant, but they believe that fucking Vladimir Putin is a god and and fucking 5g causes cancer but we're not gonna go into right. that <laughs> let's just leave that yeah. for another separate uh, episode when uh, a conspiracy theorist wants to challenge us with oh anything. no I, I think we should definitely <laughs> have a conspiracy theory podcast i think that'd be a lot of fun <laughs> it, it would be but it would also be a very challenging podcast which i kind of like i kind of like debating i kind of like seeing uh, where the facts are and um yeah. you know one of the people I have a friend, you know him as well, we, we recorded a podcast with him. He, he believes in a lot of uh, social uh, social conspiracies and, and then, you know, the NWO and all that. So, yeah, we, we can definitely do one with him to see where he stands on this whole thing. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> if, if there's one thing that I love, it's crushing conspiracies. Definitely, dude. Yeah, I mean, there's, there I mean, are look, some, Conspiracies man. are juicy, man. They're fun. They're, like, they're fun. And so the, the thing is, sometimes conspiracies are absolutely true. Sometimes they are true. Then it does the service because a lot of them are way off the mark, and they're just like, like, uh, you know, they're just kind of things that are coincidences that lead you to believe a certain thing. Yeah, and then you go all the way to fucking make it out of proportion, and then you go down the <laughs> rabbit hole, man. You go down the rabbit yeah. hole. <laughs> but again, we're we're just gonna leave that for the day that we have to talk to said person about different. Uh, things, cause I I'm I'm getting tired of seeing these things on Facebook. Like, you like told yeah. you, man. This is like po- this is like population control, brother. <clears throat> no, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> I, under- I understand what you mean, man. I understand. 
But in any case, um, this was a very uh, informative podcast. I hope to God that this has been recorded. Because uh, throughout the whole fucking podcast, there's been like, you know, different uh, cracks and different uh, stoppages. So let's see how that is. But um, yeah, again, thank you for coming on, Justin. You know, uh, welcome, there are a lot of things. There are a lot of things that has to be said and a lot of information that people have to know. You know, I'm hoping that this podcast can, you know, educate on a lot of people that don't know what the fuck is going on. And I think that uh, Mm -hmm. you uh, eloquently presented a lot of facts that people should take 100% as, you know. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, anyway, this has been uh, the Ono Podcast. Uh, Justin, you can say all your uh, social medias if you have anything to promote. Go ahead. Yeah, so if you want to if, if you wanna ever talk or if you want to uh, just look at what I'm up to, you can always find me on Twitter at Justin Iguana. But again, don't believe what I say because I'm full of shit on there. <laughs> um, but you can, uh, um, it's just fun. It's just all fun. Uh, but I also have a blog called Thoughts for the Future. And I also have a podcast called Thoughts for the Future that I'm going to have with Milo. I'm going to have Milo on, on it soon. Yeah. We're also going to talk about <laughs> some things on there. So that should be fun. But you can always check out Thoughts for the Future on Blogspot or just contact me on Twitter. That's where I am the most, uh, where I'm most on. All right. Thank you, Justin. So uh, before we close down the show, for the closing show, I just want to, uh, you know, tell everybody to stay safe, stay at home. Uh, preferably, if you're feeling any symptoms, report them to uh, the nearest doctor or the, the hotline. I don't have the hotline with me because I don't remember it, but uh, report it to the hotline. And remember also to respect everybody that has their decision to stay home. If you don't want to stay home, all right, that's on you. It's recommended to stay home. It's advised to stay home because, you know, the government doesn't want you to get sick or spread the infection. And also, um, if you can start spreading love respect one another and you know just in this calamity of you know misinformation and you know disrespect don't be a dick <laughs> that's all i'm asking don't, don't be, a, be dick. a dick absolutely <laughs> absolutely so uh <laughs> yeah you guys can find me on everything else i don't know what to say anymore this has been jamilo cruz and this is the ono with milo podcast see you guys on the flip side Poof.